everybody. Here we go! Off to Neverland! Welcome to Detour to Neverland! Just a little bit of pixie dust. Where we interview Disneyers to discover unique ways to express your love for Disney. Think of the happiest thing. Now here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. With us today is someone I'm so excited to chat with because A, it's one of all of our favorite topics, Disney food, and also just because she runs a really great page, shares a lot of great information. So Jackie, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about your page for people who aren't as familiar with it. Hi, I'm Jackie and are also known as Disney Snackaholic. And my page is mostly just food from Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure here in Anaheim. Um, I try to focus mostly on desserts, but here and there, there's a couple actual meals. And I give my opinion. I let you know where you can find it, what the prices are, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that that's something that's really neat about your page is that you do offer these stunning photos, you get to know what the treat looks like, and then also that good quality information about how much it is, where you can find it. So it's really easy keeping the same format so you know exactly what you're looking for. So I want to turn it back a little bit. And whenever you started your page, kind of what was it that sparked that or what was the inspiration or trigger that wanted you to, to jump into the Disney community and create a page like this? Well, I've always gone to Disneyland. I've been going to Disneyland like as long as I can remember. It started from once a year and then it jumped to like more than once a year. And then now I have a pass. So I go all the time. Um, and I love to eat. And I know everybody says that like, oh, I love to eat. Like I, I eat so much. Um, but I really do like to eat. And it's kind of gave me an excuse to try a bunch of stuff. And I realized one day that I was taking a picture of the pink millennial Disney macaroon. And I was going to post it on my story on my personal page. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, I'm literally going to go the extra mile, take a really cute picture just for it to be on my story for 24 hours. No one's going to care. And it's just going to disappear. And my friends would tell me, you know, like you post all this food and you talk about it all the time. You might as well just make a page. And I was like, you're right. I should. And I ran a poll on my personal page. People said yes. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then I just started it. And I was supposed to be just like kind of like a joke. But then I actually started investing some time into it. And now I'm like in love with doing it. So was it one of those things that when you first started it, you thought maybe just your friends and family would follow along, but now it's grown and you have over a thousand followers now. Did you ever expect for it to have that reach? Um, honestly, I didn't even tell my friends. <laughs> I like said I was going to tell them about it, but I just put it. And if they found it, they found it, which they have, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but I did not expect it to get to a thousand over a thousand followers. I like thought at most I'd get like 300 followers and those would be my little fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's something that's so unique about the Disney community is that everybody's just always craving new content or discovering new things. And uh, you know, it's a perfect place and everybody loves Disney food. So it's a perfect page to discover the new things or things that you've missed 
on previous trips or things that you need to plan to, to snag on an upcoming trip. So I want to turn it back a little bit. So you mentioned that you went to Disneyland growing up, but kind of how did your love for Disney grow over time from childhood into adulthood and kind of what did that evolution look like for you? Well, I was actually born the youngest and my parents had me very late. So they were old and they did not want to do anything fun. Um, Like they just didn't like to take me and my brothers out. We didn't go out to the park. I never went to the movies, didn't do any stuff like that. So when my family would come into town from Arizona, from Mexico, they would be here just to go to Disneyland. And so that would be my little getaway where my parents would just give me money and send me off with my family. And so I started going to Disneyland once a year, twice, once or twice a year with whatever family that would come. And I just fell in love. And so whenever I wasn't there, I would YouTube like POVs of like the rides on YouTube and like read like little like secrets online. And like, I just became obsessed. And then I became like a teenager and I would do those like three day passes that they would offer for SoCal residents at Disneyland with like a few friends. And then my junior or senior year, I ended up getting a pass instead of going to prom because I thought it was like the same price of paying for a dress and makeup all for one night when I can spend a whole year at Disneyland. And then from then on, I just continued to renew it on my own. And so now how often are you able to visit the parks? Well, my job is actually on the same block as Disneyland. Oh, wow. So yeah. So sometimes I go right after work. So it really varies. It can be from three to four days out of the week. Oh my God, that sounds terrible. (laughs) So I'm interested to know because I am someone, I'm a creature of habit. So kind of Disney World is my home park. So every time we're there, we pretty much get the same snacks. We're not as adventurous. Was that something that's always come naturally to you? Or, you know, is it tough to sometimes go find this new item that just got released when you know that it could end up being a waste of money compared to another snack that, that, you know, you enjoy. No, actually, because I always go with somebody else. So I know if I don't like it, I have a Guinea pig there to eat it for me because I paid for it. And so they can't be like, Oh, well I don't have to eat it. It's like, well, I paid for it. Like just eat it. It's free food. And that's also another reason, though, that I like taking someone because not only can they eat the food I don't like, but I get a secondary opinion. So I'm not like very biased or like too picky because I could just be like overreacting and like they think it's delicious. Mm -hmm. And so what like how do you keep up? Because Disneyland, especially, I feel like compared to Disney World, they're always bringing out new snacks and new specialty items being released for a limited time. Kind of how do you keep up with all that and know when you go into the park, what's the new item that you need to check out? Um, Well, I definitely follow a lot of other Disney food blog pages like Disney hungry. She's been in the game for a while. The Disney food blog, like blogs online and Instagram usually keep me like updated. And sometimes I'm a little late to the party and like, I'll see someone else post a picture. I'm like, oh, my God, how did I not know about that? Yeah, I feel like in Disney, there's just like so much content that comes out so rapidly that it's inevitable that you'll miss something. And Oh, and yeah, definitely. Do you, Have you noticed that since you started the page, has it changed any ways that like you visit the parks? Do you find yourself looking at things a different way or 
or taking more time to find out those new snacks or kind of how has it changed your visits? Um, well, I've never, well, like it's changed my way of visiting just because sometimes I go just for food and I've never done that where I'm like, you know what? I just want to go to Disneyland for like this one particular food. Now, like I feel sometimes I have a motive when I go, it's like, oh, I want to go to Disneyland because like I heard they're serving like Spamasubis now. And like, I'll literally go just have my Spamasubi and I'm like, all right, well, this was fun. And then just go home. And like, I never used to do that. I used to go and only walk around, but now I walk around with food in my hands. Yeah. Well, what better way to do it? Right. (laughs) So something I'm interested about is on your page, I think a, because everything looks so delicious and also because they are very high quality, good photos, you get a lot of feedback and, and develop these relationships with people who follow you every time. So were you like, what has that meant to you to be part of the Disney community, to be a source of truth for some people whenever they're planning their visit that they can go to your page and, and get that information. I had no idea how big the Disney community is. And I was so excited and happy to be able to make these like friendships and be a part of like certain groups. Like there's group chats on Instagram and stuff. And it's just, I don't, it's makes me feel very appreciative of all these people. I do get a little scared because I know there's some people who are crazy on the Disney community that like drag people through the mud and it really scares me. (laughs) But, um, I've been lucky enough to meet the nicer side of the Disney community and like I never knew that they would there was this many people and so many supportive people at that yeah absolutely so you've had your page for a little while now kind of do you have any game plan going forward for how you'd like your content to evolve or any other ways that you'd like to connect with your followers any kind of plans to continue growing it well um, yeah I think I really thought about like expanding and like actually having a genuine blog rather than just Instagram so I can talk about my actual opinion and like other places you can find these things and just more detailed things about these foods um, and then aside from that I did kind of think about doing YouTube um, I'm a little nervous about putting myself out there like that but using starting off with Instagram it like has been giving me more confidence and so I kind of guess want it to just help me expand from other than just Instagram because that's just Instagram there's so much more that I can like go to and share um, my opinion on foods and recommendations and stuff like that yeah I think it's been shocking for me because trying to grow the podcast and reach new people Instagram I think is a great place for the Disney community, but there is always that aspect of there's some Disney fans who never leave YouTube because there's mm-hmm. so much content over there they never leave the blogs that they're used to or Facebook and so on and so forth so I think um we almost get a little blinded in the Instagram world that mm-hmm. you don't realize how big and and how massive. Um, kind of the content areas actually can be. Yeah, definitely. Well, perfect. Well, I think we covered some really great topics. So the next thing that we'll jump into is our lightning round. So we'll just throw out some Disney topics and you can kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so people can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay. Perfect. So the first one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you visited. Um, Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure in Anaheim. 
and which one of those two is your favorite and why? I don't know. I visited so many. Um, Probably Disneyland since that was the first park I went to. Perfect. So next would be a Disney bucket list trip. Tokyo Disney and Tokyo Disney Sea. That place looks so cute. Their food is cute. Their souvenirs are cute. Everything in there is completely and absolutely adorable. And I want it all. And I know I'm going to need a lot, a lot of money to be able to visit over there because I'm going to want to take the entire park with me. (laughs) Yeah. I actually was watching a video um, the other day of Tokyo Disney and the food is something that caught my eye too, that they like their hamburgers are shaped in Mm -hmm. Mickey ears. And it's like, they, they go above and beyond in Tokyo and I am, I am dying to get there as well. Yeah. They have the little green alien mochi. And I was just like, I need those. (laughs) Yeah. And those are things that it's almost like, do you even want to eat them? Like you would buy them just to be able to take a picture of it and look at it as well. I feel like. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I a thousand percent agree with that. <laughs> I don't think my wife and I will be in any financial situation anytime soon to have to make this this decision. But I don't know if you know, but Tokyo Disney Sea is going through a huge expansion that should be done in 2020. So we've said, like, if we win the lottery, are we going to go to Tokyo Disney now or are we going to wait until the expansion is done? But Specifically, they have a, a whole Peter Pan themed area coming, which is which has me hype. Right. Well, I mean, if you win the lottery, you can go both times. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that's the perfect solution. Yeah, so it's all good. Perfect. So I know since you're a local, you maybe haven't been. I'm sure you've walked through them at least. But which is your favorite Disney resort? Um, The Grand Californian. I've actually stayed there and. I mean, they serve mint chocolate on your pillow. That's all I need to say. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's really nice. And like, it truly feels like you're vacationing. I mean, like, I don't live that far away from it. But I feel when I'm there, I feel like it's just everyone's taking care of you. It's super beautiful in there. Um, And like the food there is great. All the restaurants that they have in there. I just love everything about it. The vibes are amazing. Yeah, so we are actually part of the Disney Vacation Club, and the Grand Californian is the only DVC resort at Disneyland. And so we were online at like the 7 o'clock on the dot when it became available that we could book at Grand Californian. And of course, we, we couldn't get in, so we're having to stay at Paradise Pier. But that is a bucket list resort for me just because watching videos and seeing the pictures of the Grand Californian, it just looks amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. I didn't spend too much time there. I think I only was there for two nights, but I wish I would have stayed there longer because it's just so nice in there. Mm-hmm. So next would be your favorite ride or attraction. My favorite ride would have to be Guardians. I know that like usually people pick like a classic, but I love the Guardian soundtrack. I have it on vinyl. I have it as a Spotify playlist. So hearing that music on the ride just gets me even more hype than just the drops. So between the normal ride during the day and the Monsters After Dark overlay, which one is better? Oh, don't do this to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just wrote it too, like two nights ago. So I feel like that's an unfair opinion. But Monsters After Dark, I feel like is so fun. I think just because I've done this whole like, I depicted in my head that the dragon and that ride is smog from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) <laughs> so it makes it 10 times cooler for me in my head. 
Yeah. I'm truthfully I'm asking that because we're about to go to Disneyland oh. and I am I'm so hyped for both the normal version and then the overlay at night. I I cannot wait. Yeah, um I think like a tip, I don't know if you guys are staying there like longer than like 2 days or something, but go if you want to go during the day, like go, the line's going to be pretty short because people are waiting for the evening part. But get in line right before they close because all the employees want to go home. So they're just trying to get you through as fast as you can. That is a good tip. I've never thought about that, that then they're, you know, yeah. rushing people in, giving them the safety instructions quickly. And yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah, we were like one of the last people and I just heard one of the employees yelling to the other one like, Emily, I see the end of the line. We're almost out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So like we were, the line was supposed to be 45 minutes. We got out in 25. Good deal. Well, man, that's a good tip. That's that's something that we'll definitely have to do because I I always like to do that to get in a line like right as the park is closing. So then when they're escorting you out, you're in an empty park and get to snap a couple of pictures and experience it that way yeah that's true too i care more about the lines (laughs) (laughs) so next question is so i'm interested to see what you say it's a favorite snack can you pick one that's so hard asking someone who does like food (laughs) like me but i guess i'll say dole whip but with tahin if there's not tahin on it then like i don't want it (laughs) So for someone who's not as familiar with it, what kind of flavor does that add to the Dole Whip? Um, it gives it more of like, because the Dole Whip itself is sour. And then when you add tahini, it gives it a little bit of a tang. And like, I don't know, if you've ever had like the uh, like a fruit with tahini and lemon, it kind of gives it that sort of vibe. I don't know. I try to add tahini to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who aren't, as, I know you have a post on it, so everybody go check that out. Um, to see the picture of it. Um, but how do you get the tahini to put, to be able to put it on the Dole Whip? You just ask them right there up front and like they'll try to charge you just to like make you shake, like to freak you out. But it's free. They're little tahini packets. Just ask them like, hey, can I have a couple of tahini packets? I think people have asked, of, asked for them enough that they're in a little like kiosk outside of the little stand. So check if they're not there and if they're not there then just ask them and they'll give them to you good deal so a follow-up question that um i think is appropriate for the time period so do you have a favorite fall snack in disneyland i have not found my favorite fall snack to be honest because i hate pumpkin spice stuff so i've been avoiding it and i hate churros and that's terrible too so like i try the churros though I, i try not to be like like terrible and like not try them because I did try like the ants on the log churro and I love that. So I guess if the Halloween snacks count, it would probably be the bat cake pop. It's red velvet and it's so yummy. Perfect. I was a little bit concerned when I saw your Maleficent review that it, that it wasn't, I guess the right churro for you, but I guess knowing that churros aren't your thing, then that maybe um eases my mind a little bit because i have hyped that up so much in my mind that i'm ready for it well i had a friend who tried it with me and they dipped it in the the marshmallow thing and they weren't into it either and they love churros oh no (laughs) but i mean 
who cares try it anyway because we could be wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah we might as well have to do it for research purposes and, and mm -hmm. see what just we... put it, just call it that <laughs> yeah i think we can count that as a business expense yeah <laughs> so next would be your favorite restaurant my favorite restaurant has to be the blue bayou i think mostly because when i was a teenager I, um, oh my God, I'm making myself sound so old. I'm not that old people. Um, um, when I was in high school, I saved up money just to specifically eat there with my friends for my 18th birthday. And I made a reservation a month in advance. We all dressed really cute. And like, ever since then, I've always like had a little, a little special place for it in my heart because, um, of the atmosphere and like how I saved up money for it. I never saved money for anything. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's a great choice. I think we are we're on the fence and online. There's so many differing opinions. We made reservations for Cafe Orleans. Some people say Blue Bayou, you can't miss it. Some people say that you can get similar food at Cafe Orleans. Do you have a strong opinion on those two? I definitely have a strong opinion because that's a lie <laughs> for me. I, at least I feel because I they don't from what I saw the menu like not that long ago. It was mostly like sandwiches and Monte Cristos. Whereas at the Blue Bayou, my favorite dish is um, the surf and turf. Very bougie. I know, but it's so good. And then they have like a really good chicken there. And I don't remember seeing anything kind of like that on their menu. The only thing I do appreciate from Cafe Orleans is that they have a a bowl of the chicken gumbo and it's an appetizer that they have at the blue bite but it's so good that i go to cafe arlene so i can get the whole bowl yeah i feel like that's the predicament that we have is that there's dishes at both of those restaurants that we really want so we want the monte cristo and we want the um seasonal uh, corn chowder. I think it's lobster and corn chowder or crab and corn chowder or something like that at Cafe Orleans. And the Blue Bayou does have, you know, the surf and turfs and the more nice dishes. So we might just have to uh, suck it up and, and go to both of them. Yeah, like make a date out of the Blue Bayou. It'd be nice. I mean, if you look around, you're, you're going to see like kids with their little light up sneakers and people with their light up ears and it's not going to be as romantic. But if you look at each other, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's great advice. So next, we'll take it outside of the parks. Your favorite Disney movie? Ooh, it's going to be either Alice in Wonderland or The Lion King. Alice in Wonderland, I know all the words to that movie. But The Lion King, since I was a kid, I used to watch that movie every single day. And the film score, even if I just listen to it now, it makes me teary-eyed. So it's one of those two. So are you excited for the live-action remake of Lion King? I, I'm such a brat when it comes to change. I don't want any of them. Like the Alice in Wonderland one that came out by Tim Burton, I hated it. I didn't want it. And then like they said they're going to do another one, I think. And I was like, nope. And um, But I, I'm hopeful because I did like the Beauty and the Beast. So I'm hopeful that it's going to be like a good movie, mostly because James Earl Jones is coming back for it. And I really like his voice. I mean, aside from him being like Darth Vader's voice as well. Um, but I'm just hopeful. I'm trying to give it like, because a lot of my a lot of my favorite actors are actually in that movie. So I'm just very hopeful. And hopefully it turns out to be good. I mean, Beyonce's in it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with Beyonce and with Donald Glover, mm -hmm. like surely the, the music will be good. And I feel like that goes a long way in making the movie. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm so big on film scores. So I totally get you on that. Yeah. I don't know. I see. I, I love the original Alice in Wonderland like you, but I did like the live action remake, but my wife, she hates it as well. She pretty much hates all Tim Burton, except for Nightmare Before Christmas. Wait a minute. Okay. Well, I'm going to draw the line there. (laughs) That one movie that I have the issue with. I love Tim Burton besides that. Yeah, Yeah. no, I love all those movies. Yeah. She won't watch, you know, Edward Scissorhands or anything (laughs) in that era with me. Oh, no. (laughs) But hopefully, yeah, I, I have high hopes for The Lion King as well. We'll see. So yeah. next, while we're on the topic of film scores, what's your favorite Disney song? Mm. Oh, um, probably Jack's Lament from Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that song is so pretty. Perfect. I feel like that's an underrated one that not many people uh, gravitate towards. Yeah, it's just really nice. I have it on vinyl also. And whenever it's like gloomy and rainy, I like to play that like record just because of that song. And it sounds really nice. And it goes with the atmosphere. Perfect. So next one is your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies. Ooh, uh, my favorite quote. It's gonna make me sound like mean. But I think my favorite quote is probably from Cruella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians, the 1996 version, the live action, not the cartoon, where she says, we've lost more women to marriage than war, famine, and disease. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That is definitely an underrated one, but I like it. I know. I like that one. And then Esmeralda has a quote about how when she's freeing um, Quasimodo and she says like do you treat um, those people the same do you mistreat people the same way you mistreat my people you speak of justice but you are cruel to the ones most in need of your help I love that quote yeah that one's powerful for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> so the last question of the lightning round is your favorite Disney memory oh okay I have my I don't know if I should talk about it okay my favorite Disney memory is when I scammed my way into Disneyland for free for my grad night (laughs) (laughs) so we've got to hear the story on that well I had just gotten my Disney pass because I didn't want to go to prom and I was going to graduate and my my mom was like I'm not going to pay $80 to get you into Disneyland when you have a pass like you're ridiculous (laughs) and I was like well I have to go while my friends are going so I've gone to Disneyland I was going to Disneyland enough to where I saw like other schools coming. And so I noticed that they all wore bracelets. And I remembered that the cast members, they're not very careful. They just would kind of glance at the color of the bracelet and just let them on to the side that only the grad night students were. So that day of, I had my friends went, they went to go pick up their bracelets and got on the buses for school. And they texted me a picture of what color their bracelet was and so i went to a party store i bought a whole (laughs) box of like over a hundred bracelets the same color gave some to a couple of friends who had disney passes as well and we put them on i went with my my mom dropped me off i went in with my pass and i made sure that i was with my school before they closed down the park for just us high school kids Mm-hmm. and they did exactly what I said they did. They looked at my bracelet. They didn't give it a second look and just let me through. And I danced the night away with my friends without paying $80. <laughs> and 
And then I left. And that was the harder part, leaving, because I had to stay with my class. And mm. so they were like, you can't leave. Like, you have to get on the bus. You have to leave with everybody. And I was just like, oh, my God, my mom is in the parking lot waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was, like, calling me nonstop, like, hurry up, get over here. I've been waiting for you for, like, an hour. <laughs> and so I finally was able to, like, break away and, like, find my, my mom in the car. And, like, she was mad, but she saved herself $80. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like between the money savings and the adrenaline rush, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it was so fun. And that's like my friends are always telling me like, dude, you seriously scam Disneyland. <laughs> well, something tells me that they'll be fine without your $80. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been having this pass for like a good seven, eight years. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think they've turned over a profit. So good deal. So the last question is something that we want to ask all of our guests. And it'll be good for you since um, your page is a little bit newer and it's fresh on your mind. So kind of if there's someone out there who's looking to express their love or their passion for Disney and they're looking for the right project to take on to do that, kind of what's a piece of guidance that you can give to that person? I think my piece of guidance guidance would be just do it, honestly. Like if you're kind of like scared, if you're just thinking about it, you might as well just do it. I'm a Disney quote unquote food blog who could easily could have easily just said like, no, there's the Disney food blog. There's Disney hungry with thousands and thousands of followers, but there's people who actually care about my opinion. Who's to say no one's not going to care about your opinion or what you're doing or your journey or whatever it is you decide to post about. Because if I would have never done it, I wouldn't have been where I am now. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's wonderful. And I think getting over that fear is is definitely the hardest part. I mean, when I recorded my first couple of episodes, they were cringeworthy to hear to hear myself played back. So, I mean, there's definitely that um, getting accustomed to it and getting comfortable and, and finding kind of your groove. But I but I definitely agree that you're doing a disservice if you're not putting yourself out there because somebody is going to connect with it. Yeah, there's just I know this quote that like I really like by this motivational speaker that would say, you know, like there's people who are afraid of success thinking, what if I can't handle it? And then there's the fear of failure. Like, what if I can't take it? Like not making it somewhere. And these are just not risk takers. And it's like, just become a risk taker. What's so like, what do you have to lose? Yeah, that's exactly right. Couldn't have said it better myself. So Jackie, before we head off, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners? We sh oh, be sure to check out my new website. Well, it's not just mine. I'm affiliated with um, a whole group of amazing people. And the website is called DCA Heroes. Um, if you follow me or aren't following me already on Disney Snackaholic, check out the link on my bio. And there's awesome clothes and knickknacks that you can buy that are pretty affordable. And I have a discount code for 10% off. I know it's just 10%, but like that's taxes at least. <laughs> awesome. That's very exciting. So all of our listeners, if you're not already, make sure you go connect with Jackie over on Instagram at Disney underscore Snackaholic. There you can find the link to the DCA Heroes website. Um, stay up to date on all of the awesome snacks that are coming to Disneyland. I know you have a Disney World trip coming up as soon, so hopefully we'll get some uh, snack content from there also. But Thank you so much for joining us today. I had such a blast chatting with you. Oh, thank you so much. It was nice being on here. Thanks for having me.
Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Visit our website at DetourToNeverland.com to catch up on the blog. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at DetourToNeverland underscore podcast. Have a great day.